What's up, fam? Welcome to the Flow State Outdoors podcast. And I just can't live without you. That's fine. What do you mean? That's fine, dude. He was fine. Listen to me. Every time. <laughs> this podcast is brought to you by Hustle and Grind Coffee Co., Evertread, and CastMag.co. Are we back? Yeah, we've been back. I was waiting if you finish it. Oh, no. <laughs> and I just can't live without you. That's staying in. Yeah. <laughs> We're back. Um, I just wanted to do... Oh, I'm blowing the mic out. It's me. It's not anyone else. Um, just a quick recap, and then that'll do for the controversial shit, because um, we, chat, we chatted about it off air. Um, back on the trophy hunting shit. Yeah. So we... I guess we like you gave yeah. an example of sort of African animals, and that's. Yeah. I think that's where a lot like where people when you say trophy hunting, like people don't think of our guiding, you know, going and shooting a shit or deer, or going to even shooting like an elk in the US or something like that, or that yeah. doe sheep that you were talking about for, or you know, like when people think trophy hunting, they think like shooting an elephant, shooting a giraffe, shooting a lion, shooting a leopard, like those type yep. of things, right? And I think the media sort of hype it up a bit and get mm. a bit sort of wrapped up in it and I think like anthropomorphism is the like the word I used to describe it where we, we try and put human emotion onto things that like, the media do a fucking oh they do a fantastic job I fucking hate playing, mainstream media I just wanted human... to say that on the air oh. <laughs> they're fucking dogs <laughs> they try and over emotionalise yeah, things right. that are actually like, yeah. raw and they, just like they, black and white so life and thing, death like, like, when, when we spoke about like personal opinion and facts earlier right like Often with African animals, and I say often because obviously, like with everything, like there's just shit in the industry, right? Yep. But generally in the sense, like African animals are managed and they're managed as a herd, like what we discussed earlier. And what happens is, you, you know, you've got that animal that's coming to the end of its breeding season, whether it be mm-hmm. a hippo or a giraffe or a leopard or a lion or whatever it is. Like, you know, normally it's a big five. Like, so, it know, could be an antelope, but people it could be don't anything. seem to care because there's yeah. thousands of antelope. Yeah. That's where... Just to like cut in quickly, we seem to get focused too much on the individual as humans mm-hmm. and like backseat people on the couch watching the news. It's like those fuckers. Holy shit! <laughs> that lion, that specific lion in a herd of thousands, a uh, uh, pride or whatever population of thousands, yep. is so much more important than the overall ecosystem and like lions in general because it has a tracking collar on it or it has a whatever to make it an individual with a name yeah. where people attach to that we like to be you know feel like that's that one line that we can track and sort of yeah. live our lives by watching it live its yep. whereas science in general is not an individual like we yeah. don't look at conservation as oh how can blah 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 survive mm-hmm. and it's it's literally looking at that whole population and those dynamics and yep. yeah and i guess what people where people sort of struggle is they like they see this one animal, like they see this massive bull elk, uh, sorry, this massive bull elephant that's been shot, right? And what they don't realize is some, generally it's a white male US citizen has gone over there and, and has paid an exuberant amount of money. Like we're talking upwards of $50,000, sometimes hundreds of thousand dollars yep. to shoot this animal. And what they don't realize is that money then not only goes into managing the whole herd, so you're managing 
all of, you know, like you're managing an endangered animal, like you're managing all the elephants or all the lions or whatever in yeah. that region, right? And, you know, going putting money into parks and preventing poaching and stuff, but half the money also goes generally to the villages in the area so that those people can make it make money off a resource that otherwise they would not be managing and would yeah. just poach the shit out of. Yeah. So making so, money like as in contributing back to Yeah, so just say just say someone keep it in Africa for Yeah, so for just now. say someone shot fifty thousand paid fifty thousand dollars like, you know, Joe Blow, John O from the US pays fifty thousand dollars to go mm-hmm. over there and shoot a giraffe, right? Mm-hmm. And generally what happens is a proportion, so I don't know if it's fifty percent, like a proportion of the money yep. will go into um, managing the park still and, mm-hmm. and, and protecting the animals within the park, you know, making sure they've got enough food if they need it and whatnot, um, water, like building permanent water courses and that type of stuff. Yep. So that go, the proportion of that, mo- that money goes into that and a proportion of the money actually goes back into the local communities yep. so that they, because otherwise like they're wanting bush meat, like that's how, like, you know, they don't go, oh, I want, you know, a nice Angus steak, scotch fillet today. Yeah. They go, oh, what bush meat can I go and get Oh, I'm going to go and shoot a giraffe, or I'm going to go shoot mm. an antelope, or I'm going to shoot a lion. Like, it's not even shoot; know, it's snare. Well, like, yeah. It's like snaring. indiscriminate. That's right. Sort of it's yes. indiscriminate killing. Yeah. Right. So, that, but they want to eat. Like we, it's very easy for us people in first world countries to, you know, be like, oh, what the hell with all the killing processes in Asia and the, like. But they don't understand. Like, if you had the option of not having meat, like red meat, would you kill something potentially less ethically? Like we, it's yeah. very easy for us to put all of our opinions when we're comfortable and we just walk up to the fridge and grab whatever we want or go down to the supermarket and grab whatever we want. Like yeah. even people that are living like in the lowest possible way in Australia it, are better yeah. than... I'll bet you every cent I own that there's somebody in the world that whinges about hunting mm. in a general perspective but eats meat and goes and buys cattle that's been hit over the head with a sledgehammer in Indonesia. That's oh, do you know what I mean? Sure. Like, I bet you any, I bet you any money it's happened. I bet you it's happened more than once. Yeah, but the thing is with, um, yeah, like with the African animals, and we'll just touch on it for a second. But like, yeah, so like, that's where people get the dirty taste about trophy mm. hunting. But I think if more people realise that, like what Aiden was so it saying, could be a problem animal too. Oh, that's right. It could be a problem animal, and that's why they're shooting it when it's younger. Like it could be, you know, often young bull, al- um, young bull elephants yeah. get shot because they're going to villages. Ruining crops, yeah. ruining houses, you know, like doing all that type of stuff, yeah. like chasing people. Same with, you know, like potential, like, um, yeah, anyway. Yeah. So we'll talk about, we'll talk about the undisclosed line, undisclosed line that yeah. M- yeah. may have been like, it's in a conservation, what's it called? Conservation park? Yeah. yeah so, in, a, in a park. Yeah. So, even, that, so you tell the story. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. So it went, it was an animal that was past the prime, but even then, it, like, so what you do is you're shooting an animal that then goes, um, into contributing back to the resource of managing, like he could within the park, yeah. it's, it's killed more, killed more lions. Yeah, like it, it's it's that's like just general a sort of that's just um, general. behavior in lions. So that yeah. lion has a very short sort of but if period you, of dominance yeah. within the park. So just say yeah. But if you're then, looking at like the park outside the park is no man's land, dead zone. Yeah. And if you're just looking at the conservation value of that park that that line contributes to mm. do you think that um like by it being a problem to the other to the general line population do you think that that's like worth i can't explain it properly mm. i have all these mad things in my head and i can never get them <laughs> out of my mouth jump in and yeah say you, that. you save me so save me <laughs> <laughs> what we tend to do as humans is yeah chuck an emotional sort of 
invested interest into animals as yeah individuals. Yeah. And basically, there would be no legal hunt. And that's at the end of the day, this is legal hunting. Yep. And even that lion that got shot years ago was super controversial because it was a known lion with a tracking collar. Yep. And the only reason that lion was legally being able to be harvested was mm. because it was a known lion. It had its life. They knew it was kicked out of the pride. They knew exactly how much money they could get from... A, you know, middle-aged white dude, yep. whatever. It doesn't matter who it is. But that money, they had made a calculation. This is like science in action. Yeah. This isn't just, oh, you know, that lion's killing mm-hmm. other baby lions now. Let's get rid of it, you know, to save baby lions. It's, yeah. it's so much more than that. And ultimately, there was an economic value put on that line. And that's where sometimes mm-hmm. you have to be a bit black and white. And that's where someone, whether it be a biologist or whatever at the park, had said, this problem line is at the end of its life cycle. It's Yeah going to basically continue killing young lions and be territorial while it's on the exile from its pride. Mm -hmm. Or we can get someone in here to pay a big sum of money, shoot it. That money then goes into anti-poaching, you know, feeding surrounding villages, lion conservation as a whole of that population within the park. And ultimately for it to be legal and happen and occur, it outweighs that individual lion's ultimate death. Yeah. And that's where, like, it brings us into that conversation too where um, we were talking about it earlier about, you know, the natural kingdom and stuff and life in general being so sort of, it's black and white. It's you're either alive or you're dead in the natural kingdom. And typically there's, like, four ways to go. Like, there's there's basically disease and sickness. There's, on the other hand, there's nutrition and sort of starvation. There's the cold. And then there's the fourth one, which is what everyone thinks happens in the natural kingdom but it's like literally such a one percent thing and that is old age and this cinderella story that all animals you know live their lives breed and have little bambies and you know it's like bambi his big dad goes off and you know he he dies you know in his sleep that night and you know yeah it doesn't really everyone has a happy realistically life, he's sleeping and he gets predated on by and it's, yeah, know, it's a probably cougar. a combination yeah. of the and three he's yeah. sleeping and the other then, three. yeah like well, that's generally yeah. it's a combination like he's He's sick and then he gets disease because he's sick and his immune system's compromised and mm. then he slows down and then he you can't know, feed he's enough. Fucked up he he doesn't feed, you know, like he's, and the he's cold sleeping kills too deeply and not checking regularly and then a mountain yeah. lion sneaks in and you know puts him down and he's not going to kill him straight away. Like gen- like you, you've you've seen like nature is metal and nature is gnarly and those mm. type of things. Like when things die, they don't have the ethics that we put into hunting and killing, right? Yeah. Well, they don't get to go into a nursing they, home. They're thinking, like, yeah. they, they, it's like, it's all about, like, for us, like, we are now at a stage in our life where we can, well, it's, it's putting emotion on it, but we also reflect on, you know, processes in terms of, we reflect on how we kill things. Yeah. But then, like, you know, an African wild dog isn't going, oh, you know, look, this impala that I've been chasing for the last 20 Ks and has finally fallen over ex- of exhaustion. Yeah. You know, like, the nice thing for me to do would be to go and, you know, asphyxiate it and, and, yeah. and, 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 you know, close this windpipe for a minute so that it yeah. dies. It's like it goes, that get hit by a car oh, and they're laying right. on the side still half alive. You're going, yeah. And then a, a fox goes it. and starts eating it because it capitalizes on yeah. the fact that it's got two broken legs and can't move away from it. That yeah. wild like, dog's literally thinking, that, I need to feed my cubs. I've invested so much yeah, energy yeah. into chasing this thing to exhaustion. I'm fitter and stronger. Yeah. My pack and I are literally going to scramble for every last yeah. morsel and eat it while it's alive from the back to the front. Yeah. And that's nature. And that's where yeah. the fifth yeah. sort of thing as well in terms of how animals die now is through human intervention. And like, yeah. that's the one that people do, don't seem to like, like or acknowledge nah. that animals die of the cold. So do you think they 
Sorry, continue. They Sorry. seem to like go, oh, a hunter who is not meant to be in that environment has gone and ethically shot something through the heart and that animal's yeah. died. What a prick. And yeah. sure, like hunting, fishing, spear fishing, rifle shooting, bow hunting, like all these things that where we're out there participating in it. We're trying to do it as ethically sustainable. Yeah, the general like, population and yeah, the population. I don't, I don't know like, anyone yeah. that goes, I'm going to go gut shoot that deer and make it yeah. kill. Like, There's some fuckheads like, around, man. There oh, are. There like, but yeah, you know what I mean? Few. I don't like, know anyone that goes, I'm going to purposely, if I can like head shoot it or shoot it behind yeah. the front leg, I'm going to purposely shoot it in the back end so it dies a slow. Because that's what death. nature's cruel. Like yeah. no one does. Like, yeah. And that's where, unfortunately, there is this fifth thing. Mm-hmm. And it's like the second you consume red meat <laughs> or own a dog. Like, So that's where I have a massive issue with I've got, playing footy, I've no heaps of blokes, and mm. they would eat. You know, on a Thursday night, heaps we'd have <laughs> heaps of blokes. <laughs> on a blokes. Thursday night, we'd have <laughs> you know like a chicken palmy night, and the topic would come up about me being a hunter and a prick because I kill innocent animals. Yeah, and it's just like, all right, so how do you justify me killing, having you know the Boy, responsibility each steroid-ridden chicken yeah, breast and of a killing a deer cage. that one yeah. lives its life, and that's where like. Any store-bought meat has a shelf life. So that yeah. animal, whether it's a four-year-old bullock or steer, is ultimately being bred by a farmer mm. to, you know, reach a certain weight. Mm. And again, it's trying to do it as sustainable as possible, but it's the exact same argument you could have for hunting. Like, we're invested in this and we're almost yeah. farmers, but for hunting... But those animals live, like, a wild, natural oh, existence, oh, deer, whereas, right. like... No like, fences, no... Yeah. Like free range deer lives however it wants until the moment, and that's where as a bow hunter, we are striving to literally get within 30 meters of that animal, it no, not know we're there, shoot it through the heart, have this peaceful process mm. go down before us. That deer literally succumb to the effects of a razor sharp broadhead through the heart. Yeah. It bleeds out and loses consciousness. And that process, I can guarantee you, is a lot quicker than an animal just getting transported to an abattoir. Where yeah. I know an abattoir is as, you know, as best practice as possible. Yeah. But the amount of animals that probably break their legs in transport yeah. is would be as tall. Well, imagine being in the next the in couch. line while you're hearing like oh. like an, well, the thing, like three cows in front of you getting a bolt so, shoved yeah, through its fucking brain. That, you keep going or? Oh, I was just gonna say yeah. bringing it back to like mates at footy and stuff and like just the everyday person that finds it easy to sit on their couch and criticise people who are happy to go out and do it themselves. And that whether that's hooking a fish in the mouth, yeah, it's mm. probably painful, but that fish quickly gets brought in, dispatched, and then that's fillets in the freezer where you feed your friends and family. Yeah. What's the difference between that and the salmon that someone's going to eat? Yeah. Like it's the only thing that's different. Unfortunately, no animal really yeah. dies peacefully in that. But I personally get comfort from knowing that I've gone and done it myself. It's sustainable. I'm only mm. taking what I need, that sort of thing. Whereas, and then, you know, that's, that's, I find it real sort of ironic when people who eat meat have this argument. And then there's obviously people who consider themselves as vegans and, you know, not eating meat. And that's a whole different can of fish yeah. and it can get pretty ugly. But at the end of the day, I know vegans who feed their pet dogs and I'm not having to go up vegans. Like mm. some vegans, honestly, like can be the, the greatest sort of people, same as hunters, whatever. Yeah. Like we're not that different. Yeah. We believe in something and very passionate what, about something. But <laughs> when someone has a go at me yeah. for going and doing it and then feeds their dog canned meat, like something's ultimately dying for that dog to eat, yeah. their, their pet to eat, or they're driving their leather car. There's so many, unless you're literally a vegan mm. living out in the bush without Instagram and phone service because that's the only way yeah. you're sort of separate from it and oh, I'll actually and listen pets. to you without, without being pets. like... Because yeah. I, like I guarantee you, like, you know, they're going to have a cat. 
or a dog and I'm going to be like, okay, that's cool. And like, even if you feed it vegan dog food, which I strongly advise oh, because that's, well, which I strongly advise because it's got like, all, like heaps of nutritional implications. Like it's quite hard to do right. But anyway, that's another kettle of fish. But anyway, so just say you're feeding it's it a vegan diet and you've got ever. this dog. Vegan it's dog. like you're like you're going to go to work for eight hours a day and you're going to lock that dog in that yard. Like yeah. I don't care what justification you have. Like, you yeah. know, unless you're taking your dog to work, like in my opinion. People, people argue that that's all that dog knows. Yeah, but so, that deer, like that deer. When only, you take it for like, a walk. Exactly. Like that deer only knows natural life like this yeah, and that, that's and, where I was, that's and what it's not like oh I'm going to go and check on out there. <laughs> <laughs> and like we like to sort of think oh deer hunters are pricks because yeah. they're killing Bambi's dad Bambi's dad doesn't want anything to fucking do with Bambi he does not <laughs> give a shit he services the hind or the doe or whatever and then he goes off he casts his antlers he's had a hard rut where he's fucking fought off all the rival mates yeah he drops his antlers and then his focus now for the next few months is eating the freshest greenest pick and grass to regenerate those antlers, yeah. regrow them, just so that next year when he gets that window to go and breed again, he he's, in the, next he's in the yep. best <laughs> shape to do it. Shifts he does not give a fuck about Bambi. Yeah. It's us humans that go, oh my God, Bambi yeah. and his dad and all this, and we attach it to that. Yeah. Whereas, you know, people who argue, oh, that's all the dog knows, that's all the deer knows. And yeah. it's not, we're not going into this sort of, yeah, we've got high tech equipment and compound bows and rifles mm. and all this sort of stuff and fishing rods and boats. And it's not like necessarily an even fight. Like that's mm -hmm. what people seem to say is, oh, but you've got, you know, a fast bow with sights on it. It's like, yeah, but this deer has a fucking nose that can smell you from hundreds and thousands of meters yeah, I feel, away. I feel like, like people don't understand how actually difficult it is. No, it's, oh, it's right. like you come out with us on a bow hunt and you'll quickly realize how difficult, yeah. even with all this high tech gear, how difficult it is even to get like anything on the ground, let alone, you know, something. But mm -hmm. I guess like in, another thing is like, in terms of eating red meat and getting it ourselves, like I just made from an early age, like the choice of making it my responsibility if I wanted to, if I have a means of getting something like mm. meat wise and I have an, an opportunity to go and get it, like I want, to, like I want, you know, if I can go spearfishing, like I won't buy fish. Yeah. Like, and I'll wait until I go spearfishing to get that stuff. And it just means that I have the responsibility to ethically go out and get that meat or that resource. Mm -hmm in the best possible way I can. Yep. Alternatively, you've got someone at home that may, be, that may eat meat mm. or, you know, pescatarian, all that type of stuff and eat some form of protein or use animal products in some way. Yeah. And they're comfortable judging you for doing it and getting your hands dirty, but they're just sitting there and they're leaving it to someone else, but they don't actually know full and well what's going on behind the scenes to yeah. get that steak in a packet at the end of the day. Whereas the thing is, I work in that industry. So, like, I see what goes on every day. And, like, I, the, the conversation I say to people all the time is, I'm like, just say you've got this three-year-old deer that I've gone out. It's rarely ever seen humans. I stalk in 25 meters, shoot mm. it through the lungs. It runs for 10 seconds and dies. Right? You know where your meat's come from. Well, not even that. You've got cows to so just say most animals, most cattle that we get eat in Australia are two years old. Yep. Right? They live on a farm until they're two years old. In that stage, most likely they've been put in the yards probably eight times. They don't know getting mustered into the yards and then getting vaccinated mm. is actually to prevent them from getting sick and have diseases. In their mind, they're getting fucking chased by an, you know, a predator <laughs> into a structure, ran around the yards for a couple of hours, jabbed with pointy things and yeah. then let free again. 
they don't know that, oh yeah, okay, Joe Blow Farmer is actually trying to help me. And like, I'm not like vaccinating cattle, no, vaccinate your cattle, it's good. But like, <laughs> um, yeah. but like, I'm just saying like, these animals don't know, oh, you're actually trying to help me. They think, mm. oh, you're trying to hurt me. Mm. And so like, I'd rather have an animal that is free and wild that I then go out there Rarely had contact with humans, pretty much been able to do ex- whatever it wants. You know, like the, the biggest burden I put on it was I had to jump over the fence rather than walk through. Yeah. Right? You know, that type of animal, then have an animal that, you know, it's raised for a purpose, like what Aiden was saying. It's got a shelf life. It's like, it doesn't know when it's going to, like, mm. you know, and then it gets trucked and then it gets put through the abattoirs and then dies. And we're at no point sort of slamming the. Oh, for sure. Like, no. Yeah, definitely. Like, we're just saying, not everyone can hunt. Like, you're, you're, not, giving a, you're giving a comparison, basically. That's, like, that's all. And it that's is. the thing. It's just like it's just it, it's people forming an opinion yeah. about. But yeah, like it's and that's what I'm saying. Like, I'm not saying that if you go and get your meat from the shops that you're a bad person because yeah. like not everyone could hunt. Like, no. no way. Like, not everyone could fish. No. Like, we need these agriculture. There's a reason. Like, we couldn't support the populations on Earth without having yeah. in place agricultural systems, which we do. Yep. But it's all about yeah, like. Um, I know it's just mean. like interesting that today in society we get seen as fishermen, spear fishermen, yeah, hunters, hunters, whatever. We get seen as this like massive majority where, and I think it's because people probably through like it's the people that don't do stuff, it haven't done it, haven't spoken to the people who have done it. Yeah, and as legitimate people who've done it, like people that understand the whole experience of it. Yeah, not and that's just, where yeah. we're trying to put a massive emphasis on cooking. Now. Yeah. And this is probably like a bit of a transition into we can yeah. go down that topic. I've got one more just to weave in there in between <laughs> yeah. is do you think we're so far removed? So let's wipe the biological perspective. Do you think we're so far removed from natu- the natural world that we are like we're not an animal? Well, that's do you know where, what I mean? Yeah. Without, um, without it being like a biological thing. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I think Looking at it from it's that easy, like, and that's probably like where majority of the sort of disgruntled mm. opinions of fishermen and hunters yeah. and all that. Well, do you know from. how like at a, at a place you feel and look when you're in the natural world? Yeah. Like, you know our what I mean? Our skin is like, Joe Rogan says it best, like <laughs> our skin is like this nice little paper, wrapping paper that's ready to just be broken over yeah. by a grizzly bear feeding <laughs> on your organs. Like, yeah. it's, it's funny how sort of like, yeah. We do you get, think that? And that definitely influences all this but that's why our shit. brains are larger and we've built technology and stuff yeah. it's like we and if we're not meant to be here we'd be gone and that's yeah. where like i don't know i think it's, some it's, people are certainly like very removed from, but i don't like i guess it's you don't have to be yeah and that's, what I was be. that's say, like yeah. our personal like i like i if i could just live in a little shack somewhere yeah and like make that. hunting videos and cooking videos and somehow get them out to the outside world like i'd probably do it yeah you know what i mean like there's very few people that I generally classify yeah. as my friends. Well, it's like, primal, you know, man. Like, it's primal as like, shit. It's not even... Like, yeah, people yeah. say it's... It, it is primal. Like, you sort of... But, like, but it's, it's, it's our like, roots. Do you know? Like, yeah. Well, that's where... It's, it's just like, a like, our, like, like everyone's... Yeah. I don't know one person that doesn't like light a fire. Mm. Well, a campfire. Where, like, there, there's not yeah. a motherfucker on this earth that yeah. doesn't like a fire. I swear to God. Well, that's when the smoke's blowing straight into your face. Which, for me, is just like, I'll move, like, every quarter. Like, you know, it's just like, it hates me. Yeah. yeah, I know what you're saying. Um, I don't know. I, f- I feel like people are failing to acknowledge the the primal sort of not history is the wrong choice of word, but you get what I mean. Oh, like ancestors. The Every yeah. single person that's here on this earth yeah. today has and then, come from a hunter gatherer. Yeah, and then people argue that we don't have to do it anymore, mm. but we do do it in, a, in in some way. We don't like have with to cattle. drive Teslas, but you yeah. know, people like nice cars. Yeah, like, we don't, we have, don't to- have to. Yeah. Have you know aircon and stuff because yeah. we never we never did. But well, cattle still 
like you wouldn't call it probably hunting, but it's it's a similar system. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it's. I feel. I I, don't, I just like. I think that majority of people all come from the exact same place, yeah. and then minorities are doing it as hunters mm. and fishermen, but we get like bashed for doing it, and it's just that's where I think if anyone's willing to have like an actual conversation with, with me. Um, I'll definitely have that conversation. Generally, we sort of see eye to eye and it's like, you know, they're not so different to me. It's yeah. just that... And they might still disagree. Oh, and oh, they'll sure. have yeah. a, a better rounded... Oh, yeah. I, I love understanding talking of to it, I guess. vegans and vegetarians at like dinner parties. Poor old it's vegans copping it. No, no. no oh, <laughs> like, they're, not, they're not even copping it. Like, I, but they know, think they're decision... coming from this purest place where yeah. like I have no involvement in the natural world. I don't eat meat. I don't go hunting, I don't do mm. this, I drive an electric car, whatever. But you still, at the end of the day, eat plant matter, which millions of insects get sprayed. Like there's no... Yeah. If you're a human in the, this modern day world, you have an impact like on the earth and yeah. the natural system. Like there's mm -hmm. no escaping that. And, you know, we're trying by hunting to sort of connect and but like you're providing education as well. Like, yeah. like even like this podcast, like the shit you're talking about, like... There's a lot of value in a lot of this stuff and a lot of understanding. Like I'm learning stuff as I'm going along too. I feel like... We're just making it completely up. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't known... I'm not actually a veterinarian, guys. I'm, I'm a painter. Like I'm Greek. No, Maybe a Thailand. You being a veterinarian doesn't well. mean That's that you're correct. Like at yeah, all true. either. Like at the end of the day, it all does. of this conversation yeah. is based on our opinions and we could be completely wrong to someone else. Mm. And that's fine, but... You know, it doesn't mean that... And I'm not dismissing anyone yeah. that disagrees with me. It's just, mm. this is where I'm coming from. This is what I sort of believe in and why. Yeah. And it's but just like, like a that, starting point. Like, like, regardless whether it's controversial topics or not, if you're providing, like, an education, you know, not justifying yourself, but, like, just giving people information oh, regarding yeah. what you do and why you do it, I feel like there's huge, huge value in that. Yeah. And that's where uh, the amount of people, like, again, bringing it you back to... <laughs> bringing it back to, like, my sort of involvement with those footy boys who, mm. like, they're my good mates, but they just couldn't understand how I could kill an animal. But yeah. some of them, it's funny enough, like, ironically, because we're on, like, sort of a flow state See, fishing podcast. Yeah, yeah. These boys would happily go out and hook a snapper in the bay in Victoria and fight it and then take a picture with it and throw it away, like, release yeah. it. But they had an issue with me shooting a deer that inadvertently dies 10 seconds later because yeah. I shot it, you know, yep. lethally through the heart or lung. That's right. And it's just they couldn't sort of understand how I found that as quite, you know, a yeah. hypocrisy. Um, <laughs> so we've got so Frankie's here running. Run, run, Frankie's running the fuck. Get the peanut butter. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no, I just wanted to sort of recap the previous, because I'm going to split this into two episodes I just decided about 10 minutes ago. <laughs> so, um, so lock in the next three hours. <laughs> yeah, I, I just feel like well, we'll just, that's just a recap and like added a little bit more information to sort of round out the conversation we had. Um, but now I want to talk, well, lots I want to talk about, but let's go in, let's break up, let's talk about Hungry Hunter. What is it? How do people find it? Do you want to intro it? Twin Allen? Um, yeah, well, go, yeah, it probably go, starts. Go, go the whole talk structure. all your branch. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, my name's James Doomstis, and this is my brother Aiden Doomstis because I don't think we did introductions. No, we don't. Time. I never do. No, oh, don't you? Right. But no, but it doesn't matter. Anyway, Fine. so yeah, we're obviously pretty avid hunters and have grown up hunting since yeah. like the age of four. And then part of that, as you've heard in the previous episode, mm. potentially. We're always going on. But as you would have heard anyway, um, we're right into our hunting and then 
we've always grown up eating basically what we shoot mm-hmm. and we take a, like a lot of pride in processing, knowing how to butcher an animal, the anatomy, um, all that sort of things. So, and then through having like our own social media accounts, we often um, had a lot of people saying, oh, dude, I didn't know you, that you could do that with a deer or what the hell are you doing that with a pig? Can you eat pig? Can you do like feral pigs? Yep. Um, holy shit, like how do you cook that? Just simple questions that we're like, how yep. do these people not know that? Yep. And we're not by no means experts or chefs or anything yep. like this. So what's or, Twin Elements first? Twin Elements was literally just like an umbrella over both James and my yeah, uh, yeah. Media. social media, media stuff. accounts. Yep. Yeah. And it's like probably more of a branded Because that's where this stuff's coming from, hey? Yeah. 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 So yeah. Hungry Hunter is incorporated, incorporated into, I guess. Like a segment, it, I yeah, guess. Yeah, so it started last year. So we, we like, you know, t- additional, uh, sorry, initially it was all Aiden. So like from a young age, um, Aiden, you know, from 13, 14, like we were always out together, but he really enjoyed the photography and the, the media side of it. Yep. And I did too, but I wasn't, I guess, as passionate about it. And then after I went to uni for five years and Aiden's It was like dragging an anchor to be like, <laughs> I'm like, James, oh, come. come on. Let's just like, you know, because I, from a young age, like was, and it sounds weird, but was one of the first probably Australians to have hunting on YouTube. Like there was yeah, very okay. few of us. Um, and this is going back years and years. And I used to get like grown men messaging me and emailing me being like, holy crap, like your hunting is inspiring me to go and do it myself, blah, mm-hmm. blah, blah. And then from that, we just like, and to be honest, I was probably one of those people that focused so much on the kill. And that's yeah. like what, because, you know, that's what most people when they want to watch mm-hmm. hunting focus on. And it's not until we sort of get into like Renala and Meat Eater where, yeah. and now modern day times where we're scrutinized so heavily that it's like, yeah, I eat yeah. the meat, but I never used to portray it. Whereas yeah. it's now it's like, and it, it was probably a bit of a like... Um, it's like the, the missing, so the, the, the end piece, like everyone goes, oh yeah, link. got that, got, I'm doing the hunt. We were focusing I, on I the one the animal, here's the yeah, trophy, yeah. But even, end of film. Even with our hunting videos, so like, like we initially started Twin Elements with the thought of like Hungry, yeah, hungry Hunter was never right, a I'm thing. Just around. Sorry, so Hungry Hunter was never a thing. Um, All good. Like we initially started Twin Elements because yeah. we wanted to incorporate and start producing um, better hunting media where we actually described... It wasn't just going to be like a, a minute video of me going mm. in there and shooting a deer or a pig or whatever, or a yeah, rabbit. Because that's not what happened. It's not like, like no. that. That's the thing. Like We wanted to show the two or three days or week or 10 days or the, you know, the, the, the four story, trips like that it takes. So you're talking like planning, prep. Yeah. Like we want to show end. people yeah. like a, a lifestyle end. that we are so passionate about. And like, especially hunting with the bow, like it's not a very quick process. Like it's something like we're just as much out there to experience you know, the culture and like the mm. environment of where we are as we are to just go and shoot an animal. Yeah. You know, and then, so we wanted to show those stories through our media mm-hmm. and actually like share with people that, you know, they may not get to go and walk in, yeah. you know, New Zealand and, and show what it's like and show like, you know, the hiking side and the wildlife mm. side and all that type of stuff. And then, you know, if we're lucky enough to actually shoot something, well then fantastic. And then we also get the added bonus of being able to, you know, take that meat, which we previously weren't showing anything for, but we, like we show, you know, dribs and drabs on our social medias. And like what Aiden was saying before, like we get these people messaging us and being like, oh my God, that's like such an incredible recipe. Can you share with me? And I'll flick it all. Like, yeah. oh shit, where'd you put in your sausages? Or wow, how'd you do yeah. with your hamburgers or whatever, you know, like all these recipes. And then I guess we started talking um, and being like, well, there's sort of a lot of people, and obviously like meat eater is such a, a big thing. And yeah. like people wanting to know, where their food come from, but also 
I think what you were saying before, like a lot of people just don't really know how to cook wild game that well. Mm-hmm. Like, or they, they taste it once and then they go, oh, no, that's shit. That's just going to be dog meat forever. And they yeah. shoot all these great deer and pigs and stuff. And they're like, yeah. oh, we'll just cut the back legs off and stuff. Yeah. I feel like the gamey aspect, like people treat that gamey aspect as yuck. Yeah. And like you can make it less gamey, but it's still mm. gamey. Yeah. Um, and I feel like if you're not, if you're not sort of familiar with it. Uh, yeah, like familiar yeah. with that taste. But it's yeah. delicious. And right. unfortunately, and they'd need one bad experience. Yeah. Like if you feed some new person, new um, like, yeah, dinner guest or whatever, yep. some old buck that, yeah, unfortunately you didn't clean that well Pissed or whatever. Pissed all over himself. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> himself and that's what people attribute it with. For two yeah. years, you pulled it out because you didn't want to buy steaks for yeah. it. You don't really like your mother-in-law and you whip that out. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> but that's what people, they have that one bad experience and they're like, oh, game meat's terrible. It's so gamey. Every, every bit of game is the exact yeah. same. Whereas like for me, like my um, ex-girlfriend actually came off a cattle property mm-hmm. and then she was like a massive, she had a massive stigma with, I'm not eating like filthy deer, blah, blah, blah. Do you know what I mean? And I was mm. like, what do you mean? Like, let me just cook some for you and you can try it. And, you know, it was sort of like really important to me because this is someone I was sharing my life yeah. with to actually, like, I'm like, if I can't, show her the benefits of game meat and like not buying beef mm. until she goes home. It's like I'm losing, fighting a losing battle. Like yeah. I'm never going to get across to anyone and literally just did like a salt and pepper steak from the back, a backstrap. So yep. which is probably one of the better cuts, but that was just like the entry point into getting it on her plate and being, and then she yeah. was like, holy crap, this is mouth watering. I cooked it medium rare, which is how I'd cook beef anyway. Mm. People seem to like overcook venison mm. especially, yep. but it's just, you don't, do that like it's like if you have a certain uh, cut of beef that mm-hmm. you know is prone to drying out you don't yep. you won't cook it for a long time or you'll cook it low and slow yeah so it's just like you've got to work with what you mm-hmm. you've got in front of you and that's where you know as a cattle property owner's daughter she was used to having her beef like immaculate you know um yeah i think they're like meat standard australia accredited like um, so they're, they're she is used to the best yeah. And when she had this mouthful of venison and it was simply like just um, seared on the barbecue, like a minute each side, medium rare in the middle, just salt and pepper mm-hmm. sort of crust, she was like, holy shit, this just tastes like beef. And for me, that was like this massive had a win, yeah. It's like, all right, she's, she's <laughs> yep. a keeper and blah, blah, blah. Like yep. it's all good. We're going to get along. But it's just like that's sort of the case. Like I don't have anyone that goes, holy shit, what is this? This is disgusting. Get it out of my mouth. Yeah. Like no one, if it's cooked correctly and properly, is like – offended by yeah. venison or game meat in general mm-hmm. um and that's where like through eating we probably used to be um a bit of a snob in terms of we used to just take the back legs and back yeah. straps because it was easier um but then obviously through doing a vet degree in anatomy yeah. and sort of working things out mm-hmm. and taking more of an invested interest into mm-hmm. again like that full circle of if you're shooting something you may as well take everything and yeah. like now we take which like organs like you know the heart and like the greater omentum which is yeah. um like this sort of you'll probably be able to describe it better but it's like a fatty covering yeah, it's over just the a fatty the, sheath that sort of covers the intestines in the abdominal yep. cavity but it's just like yeah it's like a, it looks like like it's like, like a veiny yeah. yeah. well, yeah. people wrap fat. shit in that though yeah, yeah so, so it's yeah. great so it's like it's really good for putting like people put in their burgers but it's like so i do like a kebab style thing where um, you know, you go and shoot a goat or something like that. You take that when you take the eye fillets out. You cut them into like inch sections. Put in like capsicum in between it as well, and then um, like um, 
something called red onion, and then you wrap it in that, and then by the time that the omentum has actually burnt off, it'll it, rend it. It'll rend yeah, it, it down, renders hey? it through. It's so, the fat, isn't it? Exactly. Yeah. So and like, it while it's while mm. that's burning off, that sounds delicious. Oh, so while that's burning off, you're not only like it, it. It tells you how long you need to cook it for. So while that's burning off, it's rendering and keeping the meat. Yeah. moist and tender right and then as soon as it's all cooked you're like, okay that's all done and the meat's done let's whip it off you know yep. and, and then you put it into wraps or you you know cook it up oh, sorry put it with yeah, um, like you know, veggies or a side or something like that yep. but um, yeah like there's little tricks and stuff like that where like you, and but you'd look at it like if you were butchering you'd look at it and be like what the fuck yeah. is that because you've got this like yep. spider's web white looking weird shit that you're just about to put like, like covers you, the you think about it, like if you if you describe to most people like, oh yeah, I'm gonna whip this out of the like the gut because it covers all the guts. Like, I'm gonna whip, I'm gonna pull this sheet, weird looking white thing mm. out of the gut cavity and the abdominal yeah. cavity and cover my meat in. And they'd be like, you're fucking nuts. Like, yeah. you are proper nuts. <laughs> you know, like, but it's the exact yeah. same as like you know, like going back years and years. Like the tongue used to yeah. be this thing that was sort over. Shanks used to be this thing that was like a, a staple. Yeah. I remember like cheap. So I grew up where there was like the sheep industry was yeah. huge. Mm. Shanks was Shanks with dog food. Oh, they're insane. like the most delicious. Right now they're charging thirty dollars like, yeah, for a plate. It's, it's bullshit. The turnaround, yeah. but that's again people. Got, you yeah. know, like it's now stylish social, to have yeah. Shanks because social it's perception. like mm. yeah, and that's where sort of to answer your question, which was the original like where did Hungry Hunter come from? Yeah, was Twin Elements is like our broad umbrella. Like yeah. that's if you want to get onto us, it's Twin. It's really good at rounding conversations out, eh? <laughs> really good like the two of us oh. yeah it's but like, I'm trying to like get back to it yeah. we're yeah. actually discussing things with, between each other right now in our heads. <laughs> oh. with Hungry Hunter that was through like the necessity of yeah. just trying to like make you know simple things that we do every day and like probably overlook that much more accessible to the masses and like yeah. that's where we've got a YouTube channel yep. so and you know if we're getting thousands of views and we get you know, 10 people out of that thousand views going, holy shit, I'm going to start taking the whole back leg and not just like deboning it in the yeah. field and leaving like half the shank. Cause now I've got, you know, I only need four <laughs> back legs and that's a massive meat feel, meal for my family. That's <laughs> easy. I can put in a slow cooker yep. and come back to after a busy day of work. And that's, you know, like just but, all these little things that sort of like, Again, we've probably yeah. like done a poor job of representing hunting and out, like we're passionate about it too, which yeah. is, and if we can sort of... What do, you, what do you mean poor job of representing hunting? In the past, like we didn't oh, yeah. show that... Well, that's everyone, that everyone progresses No, no, that, but that's, what I'm, that's where sort of this desire for like getting Hungry Hunter yeah, up and yeah. going was probably through really going like, yeah, we've probably failed as people who are passionate about hunting mm. and want to put it in yeah. good light because for us, eating it just comes yeah. natural. Like, well, there's we more value it. in the, 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 the process. Yeah, yeah. I'm exactly. big on the process because like, with everything because you've, you've come from that where you didn't give too much of a shit and you just took the back end because it was easy. Yeah. And now you've come all the way through to like adding um, adding value and understanding plus utilising more of the meat and everything yeah. like that and then value adding further by educating people on how you can use that. Yeah. yeah. I guess, I mean, I mean, wow, what was that? That I was guess, a stroke. <laughs> that was a stroke. <laughs> I guess... Um, Sometimes my mouth isn't as fast as my brain. <laughs> no, I guess like it also like talking about experiences and stuff like so it also it developed for me personally like meeting people like Benny Carroll like you know that mm -hmm. fellow talking, the fishing guide yeah. and, and then I had another mate Tommy like that was someone that was dis would discuss you know like oh yeah. you know like you know you can use the neck like yeah. a shank 
you know, yep. exactly the same. It's a great, it's got a lot of cartilaginous tissue, which once you cook it for four to six hours, mm. it's going to melt down and it's just going to melt in your yeah. mouth and it's got that gooey, gelatinous consistency. Mm. You know, you get a good yeah. tomato sort of or red wine base to that. Mm. You serve that to anyone and they're going to love it. Yeah. It's like ribs like, though. Like ribs, oh, I don't know. Like, people fuck up ribs to, so, oh, even just so general easy. purple, like beef and but shit, like people fuck them up. I would hate to think about how many like ribs, there's obviously two sides <laughs> on every animal pretty much, Yeah. get left in the bush and it's like mm. just like it's a real controversy yeah. where it's like you know you can they don't weigh that much yeah. but they're such an easy meal you literally can boil them and then yeah. set a lot them of hunters cook them the on day on the spot like obviously it's dudes in america and stuff that oh, but that's the thing like, cold even, climates, even but they so cook them that night don't they? We, there's yeah. so many different methods but even yeah. then like with the hungry hunter i guess like we're a lot of the time like we're doing in the field cooking as well but that will be that'll be like very simple dishes like yeah. a lot of the time We'll be cooking in a kitchen because we, yeah. like that's where people we want to replicate like where people are most of the like they're not going to share yeah, deer. Yeah. Be like I'm going to cook the whole deer right here in this two days out in the kitchen, uh, out in the bush because most yeah. of the time when you're out in the bush, all they do is just slap it on the fire and burn the shit out of it, and then they go, oh, this is so good because they're eating it right there, which yeah. it does taste good because it's there. But like yeah. we want to show whether it's out in the field or whether it's mm. in the kitchen, like we want to show techniques and recipes that are easy but also just taste yep. incredibly good. And so, like, when you're talking about the ribs, like, you know, yeah, I've certainly chucked ribs and just whacked them onto, like, a hot plate, like, you know, and left them there. Yeah. But then you go to eat them and, like, it's pretty cool because you're just sort of, like, gnawing at something like, like a bone. Man shit. It's yeah. real yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, like, I love that primal. shit, man. Like, yeah. it's, it's, it's great. But then, like, if you want to make those ribs taste unreal, yeah. like, you're better off taking them home. You know, if you want to chuck something on real quick and eat it primal, like, out there, you bet the best thing is going to be the backstrap because it's got, yeah. like, no connective tissue on it. Clean it up, chuck it on there for a minute, chuck it over there a minute, charcoal it on the fire. It's going to have cool, like, um, charcoal lines on it. You yeah. cut it up into, like, you know, pieces and you'll eat it and it'll be 10 out of 10 every time, yeah. you know? Part but of... with the ribs, like, you know, you're better off going home and, like, such simple recipes, you just cut it into, you know, two rib sections, chuck it into a pot for three hours until it's pretty much falling off the bone mm. and then just marinate it in whatever you want. So, like, we make teriyaki sauce and barbecue sauce and stuff, yep. but you can just buy a teriyaki sauce, mm. do that, put a bit of garlic in it, it's already cooked. You rock up at dinner, your mate's dinner party or whatever, yeah. and you've got these pre-done ribs. You just chuck them in a Weber or a, a Traeger or a smoke, yeah. anything you want, for 15 minutes yeah. and let the sauce just go all gooey and caramelized. Yeah. Here come these fucking boys with their game meat again. Oh, and then, just, <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> it. But, they, but yeah. you, I, mate, I make ribs for everyone because it is the easiest selling point. Yeah. And it's like the, you know, it's seen as like a waste cut of meat. Mm. You serve them up these ribs that just like mouth-watering tender, like sticky, smoky, mm. like. Um, sweet, you got yeah. you know like all that stuff, yeah. and it's just falling in, like melting your mouth meat, yep. chewing it off a bone, and you bring that to any dinner party, yeah. and I guarantee you that will be fucking lining up. For How you. good is cooking over coals oh, or for sure. fire for in sure. general? Hey, oh, yeah. it's like, unreal. Or, like smoking, it's what like, camping is all about. Yeah. Though. Like it's like what you know, it's like you can cook on a gas cooker and it'll take ten minutes, or you can go out there takes. 20 minutes to go on, like, you know, 10 minutes to collect the wood, yeah. 10 minutes or 15 minutes for the fight, like the coals yeah. to burn it's down. It's the so process, man. Cool. Yeah. And that's why and then, I named like flow state what it is because of the process. Yeah. Because, you know, like it's it's that, doing that, you don't even think about doing it. Yeah, it's relaxing too. Like, yeah. you know, that the thing that you've gone and put hard work into is now just like yep. preparing. Like it's self-basting, yeah. like chuck it in the camp oven, yeah. do whatever, put on the coals. Yep. Um, yeah, you're thinking about cooking it and you're already doing the stuff yeah. In the zone and mm. like, yeah, I, I do a lot of cooking, sort of barbecue, a lot of barbecue like stuff. I don't get my hands on game meat very often, but um, like... We'll have to sort you out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'll trade for fish. I'll yeah. trade for fish. Oh. Um, I'm definitely keen to do that. Favourite recipes? 
Man, ribs. I love ribs. ribs? Oh, heart, actually. Heart. I, heart see, yeah. I love, I'm like, I've shifted. Like, people are like, oh, can I have some meat? And I give yeah. the back straps away. Can you, can you, how big's the heart on a chittle? Like, uh, if, oh, you, if you've heart lunged it. Like probably, like, yeah, yeah a bit bigger than Oh, so it's decent. So you can trim yeah. around so the like, shit. So, yeah, like, in terms of the heart. It's easy enough for a meal. Like let's, let's talk, let's talk. So let's give people who don't have an idea. So you, you've killed the animal. You're going to take the heart out process from taking it out to plate. Let's go. Let's go deep. Um, we can both sort of tackle it, but I think like the <laughs> things that like I reckon a lot of people overlook is like let's just get straight into it and like you want to, but carrying like a lit- little tarp in your backpack and being able to put that animal on a tarp and just get a base layer and separate it from yep. the earth and the grass is one of the biggest things. Yep. And then like it depends on even even like a little. Um, we use them in vet all the time, but like to pick up cow's feet and do carvings and stuff, but like a pulley, like having yeah. like a two meter pulley with like a triangle on it. So you just like Hang chuck it. that over a branch. Yep. You've got a locking pulley system. Yep. You just like, you know, like, pull, yeah. pull that up. You've got it. Now you've got a hanging animal mm. in the field. Like it makes it so much, firstly, more sterile. Yep. So you're not getting it's way shit easier to skin without getting and shit all over and it. hair over it. You know, it's like yep. a lot easier to, to skin with gravity. Yeah. Mm. So like it, it just, it helps the whole process, but, and it, you know, carrying, one of those triangles and a pulley system in your backpack, mm. like especially most afternoon hunts or morning hunts, like you're not yeah. walking. It's not a backpack hunt. You're not walking like, or you know, you're not, most hunts you're not walking ten k's. Like most average hunter would walk like a k and a half yeah. in their car. So like, I mean, having that in the field, it's just like one of those little tools yep. that makes the process so much easier. And yeah. that's where, like, at the end of the day, you are in the field, so there will be imperfections. Like yeah. you're not at an abattoir where everything's yeah. perfect. Yeah, but. To remove that organic matter, hair, all that sort of stuff is obviously gets you that much closer to that desirable product, which is what mm. people, especially if you're trying to recruit new people into eating Hunting game, and meat, eating, yep. is they want something that comes and presents them in a package with no hair on it. There's no blood clots. There's none doesn't of this. Stink, doesn't taste so heavily first, gamey. Exactly. Yeah. And that's where for us, like the first thing is to make sure the environment's clean. Yeah. Then like if you're going to, some people just literally start on the back, take the back straps out and knock the back legs off. And that's yep. like an approach that as long as they're taking meat, I'm, you know, great, good on them. Yep. That may be where it finishes. And that's, they don't even have to enter the chest cavity. It's yeah. very clean sort of because they haven't messed very with the guts. Yeah. It's very, and they've still got plenty of meat on it's it. Like they've probably deer. got 50% of the meat realistically in mm. the back legs and back straps. But it is a partial thing. Whereas if you want a holistic sort of way and go, I'm going to shoot one deer every six months and that's my hunting done, but yep. I'm going to live off it for six months. I would personally start with putting the deer on a tarp or something or hanging up and getting rid of the guts straight away. Yep. So that would be like an incision down the ventral side or the mm. underbelly basically. Mm-hmm. And then you can go further and you can basically, as you do for skinning an animal for like a floor rug, where you then take Rather your leg. knife yeah, up Inside each the leg, the front legs, all the way yep. up to the neck. Because yep. obviously... You're not just trying to get the guts, which are down in the yeah. abdomen. You want to get the trachea, I mean, the esophagus, which yep. is car- carrying all this plant matter. Realistically, shit, yeah. get rid of the head as soon as possible. Yep. All the, it's graphic, but it's like that's yeah. what they're doing in the abattoirs. So they're yeah. removing yeah. it like yeah. that. And then you're trying to get this clean sort of frame of meat and bone yep. and everything else away from it. And as you do the guts, you're taking out the heart. You can take the liver. You can take yep. the omentum from the you're guts. you real like anal with the piss bag. Yeah, exactly. That's, and that's the fucking scariest part of the and whole thing. Oh, but even cut it more, probably more like piss bags. And, yes, but more like the rumen, like which is the big stomach. Yeah. Most things or like yep. it's literally. It's all a learning curve yeah. too. Yeah. Like, you, oh, you'll hit heaps of stomachs and stuff. Like, especially like, if you've shot an animal like 
quartering way and stuff. Like normally you've hit gut content. Yeah. So that's why it's also very important to as quickly, like everything's based off a time thing. Yeah. So like, you know, if you had, uh, no, we're not going to dive down that. But yeah, so like everything, like bacterial replication is based off time. Yep. Right. So removing the gut content, removing the hair, right. You're trying to, like if you've got. And cooling the carcass and, down. Yeah, like if you've got one bacteria. Home by yeah. Cleaning out the cavity. Oh, yeah. literally. Like you're starting to cool it. Even if it's 30 degrees outside. That's going to be cooling the cooling it down because that mm-hmm. wind you're going to put in the shade. It's ten degrees cool in the shade. The wind's going on it. It's going to get a seal on it, which decreases bacterial replication. Yep. If you've got you know twenty million bacteria sitting on the meat there, mm. it only needs to replicate once or twice, and it's probably going to, you're going to get a bit crook from it. Like you're going yeah. to feel a bit crook. Whereas innately, like there's not much bacteria. Like you know, if you like, I'll be cutting backstrap and I'll eat a section because it's like there's no bacteria. Yeah. in that meat like that yep. animal is physically healthy like it's all fine but as soon as you start putting hair onto it like our skin have millions and mm. billions of bacteria on it so you don't want hair touching you don't want gut content yep. this is so. all probably getting like way too yeah, deep, yeah. Too yeah deep. i know what you mean but like, it's a good thing to touch in on short like the sooner you get those guts out and open the cavity if it's hanging or on a tarp yep. whatever depends on what you want to do but i normally peel the yep. skin off and then it's like in the field, it's how can I quickly get that back to one? You've got to carry it, so I prefer to carry stuff in quarters. Like yep. Especially, it depends on size and that of the game or whatever mm. you've shot. But generally, if it's a chill deer, it's like in quarters, um, front legs, back legs, all go in. They're all sort of like we use meat bags or we like use pillow meat cases because yep. exactly. they're like like plastic bags. It's just like eating quality. Like yep. so, plastic, um, so big garbage bag and stuff. They sweat like the meat yeah. actually sweats. Whereas. Um, we also have like, like a cloth, aren't they? Yeah, like literally, like, literally, like I use pillowcases. Like I'll go to mm. um, what's we call like salvos and yeah. just go in there and just buy like ten one dollar bags. And then once they get stained up and shit, you just sell. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like in terms of going to get the heart, so yeah, like Aiden said, you've just gutted the animal. Mm-hmm. Um, you actually go in through the diaphragm that way. Like you can um, break up along the brisket area yep. to get like when when I'm getting the ribs, that's what I'll do. Like I'll set, I'll separate yep. the ribs um, near the like the actual skeleton and, mm-hmm. and then I'll separate it um, at the brisket and then you go in there and you like people do eat lung I don't really like it so like I don't take the lung but um, I'll then take the heart we've mm-hmm. often probably like in terms of sizing when we're aiming for heart lungs to be efficient yep. and have that animal down quickly but most of the time it, you're shooting through lungs it's just it's a larger yeah. sort of yeah. organ but even then like there's you know a lot of vessels that come straight off the top of the heart so yeah. like even if you're hitting lungs like often you're hitting those vessels which you imagine like you know they're as thick as your thumb yeah. because they're supplying blood to the whole body and so you don't necessarily need to hit the heart for the animal to die very quickly yep so um, but yeah so we've got the heart out so then like we said we put it into a meat bag take that back you're cooling mm-hmm. it down as quickly as possible in terms of the cooking process it depends on how you want to eat it so you can actually like I've stuffed them like you do stuffed capsicums mm-hmm. and stuff so you obviously need to get a few like you're not going to just do one stuffed heart you want to grab like a couple and that's where like you can buy heart from Woolies and stuff mm. it's just like little small lamb hearts but they still yep. taste great like it's a great introductory if you want to try like just go and grab them um, but yeah you cut the top like I actually cut the top off so you like all the um, the top of the heart not the pointy section is where the vessels and stuff come yeah, out Those, they're all like hard cartilages well, yeah like they're shit. well not only like the heart actually has a fat um, like a fat reserve sort of on it yep. um, and that's just like where fat gets deposited it's actually it's not like um, beef fat where it like gelatinizes like even in cows it doesn't like when you cook it it doesn't like render out and mm. give you that oh cool like T-bone steak yummy yep. fat taste it's like it will stay hard and tallowy and 
shit. Yeah. So like I, cut, I generally just cut like the top third off the heart because you're also getting rid of all those elastic vessels. Yep. Um, then I'll go in there and sort of open it up like a big sheet and I'll take the valves out of the inside of the mm-hmm. heart. So the valves are also like tendony and sort of mm-hmm. like you don't want to eat them for eating quality. Um, and then depending what I'm doing, so like if I'm just cooking it up um, there and then, like I'll literally just cut it into sort of like one inch thick bits yep. and then just fry it up in a pan with a bit of oil and butter, salt and pepper. Unreal. Delicious. Love it. Like yeah, so right. good when you're like butchering up deer, like just you put a hot plate there or if you've got a fire going, like boom, done. Cook them up. Three, four minutes later, you've got all, like it tastes, like the way I describe it to people is it tastes like a steak. Yeah. Like you have everything in, a, in an animal that, like the game animals we shoot, it tastes most like a steak, but has the consistency of an octopus or yeah. squid. So yep. it's like, it's sort of like a bit rubbery, but tastes like steak. Yeah. Right? Unreal in that, just like cooking up in a pan, oil, garlic, mm-hmm. um, if you want. But another really good recipe is turning into sort of like you cook up, um, put a bit of bacon in there, red onion, yep. um, capskin, like start sort of frying that up. Yep. Um, sort of South American flavors, I guess. You can put in some seasoning and stuff like that. Add the heart in as well, cook it. And then if you want, you can turn it into sort of like you can do that like that and put that on toast. Like if you've got good bread with a bit of butter. Yep. Or if you want to turn that into like an omelet, so chuck a couple of egg, like mix up a big thing, chuck a couple of eggs in there, put that on toast. Like that's really good. Like at the end of the day, what we're trying to do through like Hungry Hunter is show you how to clean it. And yeah. once it's clean, the possibilities are endless. Like understanding that it's a cut of meat that has that sort of texture yep. and then that's how long it should be cooked for. They're the main principles that we're trying to teach. We're not trying to say like you should cook your heart with this every single yeah, time. Yeah. But once you, it's like... Once you understand how yeah, to cook basic, a backstrap, yeah, yeah, basic principles do, of cooking, and that's all right. it is. It's the same with like once you know how to cook shanks, you know how to cook. That's what I'm saying. Like you know how to cook neck, you know how to cook, you know, yeah, yeah. some of the tougher muscles in the back yeah. legs. Also, you know how to tough, yeah. cook the front legs. Like yeah. you know, it's all yeah. Like you can. It's it's just we're trying to teach really good basic fundamental principles and like yeah. very versatile. Easy so it's not dishes. just it's not just recipes. No, no, and and it's yeah. like we you know it could be just gear too. Like we overlook that we carry saws. Like you can I'll carry like a reciprocal saw or you can yeah. carry just a handheld saw. Fuck yeah, of, a recipro in a backpack for you know, sure, like, man. It really depends on how That'd make you want to take, want to cut bone, like ribs off <laughs> and shit like that or what? And that's where like, yeah. personally, I'm massive on get your, court, get your guts out, get your like heart, you know, whatever cuts. And then it's like, I try and be practical as possible and go, all right, I can get X amount of meat out in kilograms on my back in one trip. If I can get the whole thing out in one trip, I'll mm-hmm. do it because it's quicker and faster. Yeah. Yep. If I need to make two quicker trips, two trips because it's going to be quicker and not yep. bust myself, I do that. But I try and keep things in cuts and then I can hang it easier as a whole back leg. Yep. Even though that back leg's got 10 different styles of meat cuts mm-hmm. in there, you know, you've got your rounds, you've got your top side, well, all these sort of cuts that, yep. again, it's not different to a cow. It's literally like a deer and a Very cow similar. leg have got the same muscles in there. Yep. Um, but... Getting that in a cool room and then letting it actually age for like seven yep. days, you know, where it's hanging, yeah. all those muscle fibers start to relax again, and you're not eating something that's gamey and chewy because yeah. you've got the meat, you've got the hair off it early, mm-hmm. you've let it hang properly. Like no one from an abattoir goes, oh, bang, dead, you know, captive bolt yeah. or electrocution, slot, like exsanguination or whatever. Yeah. Here, eat it right now. That never happens with like no. you know beef and produce yeah, and, and they also stuff. process it properly and they don't just wrap it in some glad wrap chuck it in the freezer let it get frost burn pull it out two years later with hair on and then be seal. angry at it yeah and there's nothing wrong and then like regretfully eat it like and there's nothing wrong with like shooting a deer and having a yeah. backstrap on the fire that night because that's part of that yeah. process and that's why we have like that ancestral sort of yeah. relation but it's like 
you can't like, yeah, 100%. We do it all the time. Yeah. But to get like part of what I think Hungry Hunter is, is trying to like recruit people to utilize meat and maybe bring it to utilize more of good, the meat as well. More, yeah. of, oh. more meat, more cuts. Some people bring might say, I'm light. never going to eat like, heart, which yeah. we're fine with. But it's like, you know, ribs. Mm. If you eat pork ribs at the shops or beef ribs, yep. why not eat deer ribs? It's the exact same. Yep. And it's we're really just trying to show you how easy it is so that, you know, they don't get left behind. Yeah. Um, and that's sort of like our approach. Yeah. If you love lamb shanks, maybe try doing it with a, a deer neck. Yeah. Like, you know, and that's, and it's not only like showing, hopefully getting people to just take one more little bit of meat and sort of utilizing a resource better, but it's also mm. getting people like more people into the, like inspiring people to actually become hunters and wanting to go and get like, you know, spend time in the land, mm. like, you know, see what's out there for themselves. And at the end of the day, like hopefully get some meat to take home and share with their yeah. family and friends too. Cause it's just like, even like the whole process of, I guess why we did this, like going back to the whole twin elements stuff as well is like Aiden started it. And then I was more passionate about like videoing and stuff because it was like a way that we documented personally yeah. for our own thing. Like it, initially like I wasn't really interested in sharing with like Aiden was putting up on YouTube and I was like, oh, okay, that's all cool and stuff. But it was a way that we would document like our own, yeah, like, like dad, for example, he's not going to hunt forever. When he's yeah. 80 or whatever, he's going to be able we to go and watch and our go. hunts and films yeah. and memories and journeys. That's another thing why, yeah. why I started and this shit. So I can like when I'm on my deathbed, yeah. if I ever get oh, there absolutely. and don't die it some fucked like, up way, yeah. it's just like lay on my deathbed, plug a hard drive in <laughs> or plug it into the TV or whatever and just yeah. like play the videos yeah. of watching or it's listen like to people. Yeah. Like, people that say like, oh, that's so egotistical. It's like, no, it's not. It's, it's really not. just like, it's it's capturing them again but it how good would it be to round out your life moment. that way because yeah. oh. I think a lot of people I'm getting a little bit off track but a lot of people don't realise like the, the the sobering fact that we're all going to fucking die yeah. oh, and it could be fucking tomorrow do you know what I mean absolutely like a lot of people like oh yeah like I'm going to die but it's down it's oh, ages sure. away like I feel like a lot yeah. of people don't realise that yeah. yeah just on that note anyway yeah. um, uh, I had what was the question oh um Two questions actually on the hungry hunter stuff. So, what what cuts do hunters waste the most? Well, I know a lot of people kill pigs and just kill pigs yeah. and walk away from them. So let's let's That's go like, let's go pigs, let's go deer, let's go, just go those two. Well, what what are the main ones? Ribs were one of them. Yeah. Oh, so like I'll tackle the pigs one. So yeah. like um, you do that, I'm gonna go to Lou on busting. <laughs> <laughs> so I get asked like all the time because I actually love wild pork. So we did a test with our mum. Um, a couple of years ago where we had pigs like and I'm not advising eating every wild pig that you you come across like you know you obviously want ones in good condition that you know preferably preferably feeding on green feed and crop and that type of stuff like you know obviously feeding on carrion and stuff increases the risk and just like decreases eating quality too if they're in just like terrible condition but um like eating you know taking that animal home that you've just shot we took it home to mum these were like 40 kilo pigs, great condition, you know, had an inch of fat on their back and we got mum to go to the shops and buy these like unreal pork roasts and we cooked them up side by side and we made mum try both and tell the difference and she picked, she's like, oh, this one, initially she didn't even want to eat it but she's like, this one's heaps better. And she's like, which one's that one? And we're like, that's the one that we shot. And like you can t distinctly tell like it tastes so much better. It actually had flavour. Like, oh, that's right. Like I the think... flavour profiles are different because like... Flavor profiles are developed in the fat, which happens like over time and depends on like what the animals are eating. So if you imagine they're just eating like a mundane grain diet every day as opposed to eating like roots and vegetables and different type of vegetation matter, 
as they graze across like, you know, in the paddocks and stuff, like they're not confined to just eating one type of grass and grain or like if they're in a stall or whatever, like just a complete diet that's formulated for them. So like the eating quality is generally better too. But in terms of like the health risk side of it, so... We're still on pigs? We're still on yeah, pigs. cool. Um, <laughs> didn't divert back. to talking about dicks yeah. and shit? Nah. <laughs> nah, okay. <laughs> we did a little bit. <laughs> Rennie jumped in for a bit. And, no, but we... Um, we yeah, so like in terms of like the risk side, like I get asked all the time being like, man, aren't you going to die of this and brucellosis and, like, and this and that? And it's just like, okay, so that's the thing. So I initially didn't eat much. I didn't eat pork until I became a veterinarian. Mm-hmm. And it's purely because we learn about all the diseases that pork, like pigs get yeah. in domestic settings, right? And so in the wild settings, it's exactly the same. Yeah. But then through the abattoir process, wild pigs... And domestic pigs get the exact same diseases. That's what people don't realize, right? But it's just that the processes put in place in domestic processing decreases the risk of eating it. So all I do is I do in my own home setting those processes to decrease the risk of me getting sick. So like obviously big one, E. coli, which is in like every animal's (laughs) shit, right? Yeah. Right? So E. coli is in shit. So you decrease when you're butchering, you're sterile and you don't get fecal material yep. onto the meat you're eating. Very similarly, you don't allow that ba- bacteria, like you can get E. coli on there. If there's one bacteria, that's fine. Yeah. If you put that in the fridge, E. coli replicates once every 25 hours. So if you've got 10 in there, every 25 hours in the fridge, it's gonna go to 20 and then 40 and then, you know, so on and so forth. Yeah, it's right? really shitting and pissing yourself and <laughs> yeah. on and in hospital. That's right. But like, so, yeah. that's, so that's one part of it. So like being sterile when you butcher, right? Yeah. Which they obviously do in abattoirs. Like they just can't, cut a knife yeah. down and all the guts fall out and half it gets covered on the meat. That doesn't happen. Like that mm. carcass would be condemned, right? So butchering is a big process of it. The next thing is there's a couple of diseases. So like people, everyone goes, oh, what about worms, right? So worms, a lot of the pigs aren't going to have worms and even then it's, it's often in the um, offal, which I don't eat in pigs. So I don't eat pig's heart, don't eat pig's liver, don't yeah. eat anything like that, right? But a lot, a lot of the time it's in those organs and the way that you prevent it, even like there's beef and pigs in Australian domestic industry that get infested with worms that wild pigs get, right? But all they do is they put them in freezers at minus 15 degrees for a week. And what that does is it causes the cysts that actually have like the worm, the larval stage worms that could infect us, it causes them to go in, like it, it makes them sterile, they die, mm-hmm. right? So you've got, you've eliminated the risk now at freezing for a week at minus 15 degrees, which most commercial um, chest freezers and stuff are so mine's set at minus 18 degrees so I just leave my pig like I never eat pigs like straight off you know cook it and yep. like um, cook it up around the campfire that night with my mates and stuff when you're out there hunting I'll always yep. freeze it for about two weeks at least right so that's getting rid that's getting rid of the worms then there's a lot of bacteria so people talk about lepto right mm-hmm. brucellosis all these things if you cook them above 72 degrees which is pretty much medium rare right kills them yeah. So all you do is use a digital thermometer and when you're cooking a pork roast or pulled pork or whatever you want to do, just put that digital thermometer in there. Oh, cool. It's 85 degrees. Okay. It's though, like if there was bacteria there, like if there was it's fucking gone. thousands of lepto little minuscule bacteria, mm-hmm. they're all dead now. So cook it properly. Yeah. Cook it properly. You know, it's which just, like it's so hey. like, it's just knowing and that's the thing about people, it. Like don't just knowledge. sit there like, and go, oh, all pigs are shit eating because that's what you've heard from someone else. Yeah, Actually all, take the time to learn these It's all these knowledge. Things. And so yeah. through vet, I've purely learned that stuff. And yep. so like I said, it's just about knowing the processes. So like, you know, if someone's more interested in eating white pork, I'm happy to yeah. go and do all this on air. But yeah, like I'm happy to flick a message yeah. or prime with resources that show them because like, well, I'm not dead yet, but yeah. you know, like. So yeah, wild like, pigs treat like 
pigs, basically. Yeah, pretty basically. much. We'll train like deer. Like, I mean, like, if you've got ones in, like, Charleville, where you're from, and they're, you know, you've been in drought for six months, and they're barely surviving, and they're runty as hell, you're yeah, not going to eat carcasses, they're eating dead, dead, dead stuff. Yeah, like, yeah. I wouldn't eat that pig, not only for the risk of it, but it's like, the eating quality of that pig is going to be fucking shit. Shit, like, yeah. You know, like, I, and like, I'm not that hard done by to eat that pig. Whereas, yeah. like, and same with like, I'm not going to shoot a massive boar and then like eat it because it's going to be like rutted up and stuff. Like, I might take the back legs and turn them into sausages. Yeah. But like, I'm not going to eat the whole thing because yep. they actually like boars and billies, like goats, yeah. are the only two things that I've tried to make taste good. But that's where, and, like, in a domestic setting, cattle are castrated for a reason. Like, yeah. A bull is worse eating yeah. wise than a young steer, just because yeah. of that testosterone, all those hormones. Goats the just same as, as a like, goat, like just as oh, their nuts start dropping, they're delicious though. Oh, like the younger ones. Oh, right? yeah. Just as their balls start, like just as they start maturing, but they that's start where, getting with like, deer. Horns. You don't yeah. notice it as much. Like yeah. I'm, you can say I'm biased, whatever, but I eat a lot of old male deer. Yeah, yeah like and, we, and eat them as if they are a six month old. So what young what, deer? What like, cuts do you find hunters, hunters are leaving on deer? Just simple things like often ribs, shanks, yeah, heart, so often, front I mean, legs. People neck. take the, the the shanks a bit, but like it's I'd put it pretty much into if back legs and back straps. Back, back legs. Yep. And, if people are taking meat, ninety percent. I don't know if that's true, but like yep. at, even out of everyone we know, will take back legs and back straps, yep. and they're like, "Yep, no, I've taken you know," I've ma- done and that bit. is majority yeah. of the easy stuff. Like, yeah, and it is. You, it's literally straight down the the spine. Mm-hmm. On either side, do a little sort of window, keep peel the, and this is like without having to touch the guts, which a lot of people are like, yeah, if I don't touch the guts, it doesn't stink, it's easy, mm. the meat's clean, which is true. So a lot of people are just doing an incision down the spine, reflecting the skin backwards, making a bit of a window, back straps from like where the point of the scapula is on the front leg, yep. all the way down to where the sort of the glutes on the ass, yeah. uh, the back legs sort of are. And that's a big stretch of meat, awesome for steaks, great for, you know, the wife and kids or, you know, husband and kids, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, super easy sort of, they're the back straps knocked out. It yep. takes minutes. And then they go, all right, cool, my knife's still sharp, sharpen it again, whatever. I'm going to roll the deer onto its belly, lift up a front le- a back leg and, you know, make a cut around its sort of like groin area. Yep. Push the back leg away, hit that socket, that ball joint, go bang, bang, you know, flip the leg back over so they're almost touching, go around the back where they're sort of, the coccyx bone is, mm-hmm. do that incision, and then they've got a 20 kilo back leg on most deer species. Gone. Yep. Gone. So that's 20 kilos of meat. You know, again, you can peel the skin off, keep the skin on, depending on what you're doing with it, mm-hmm. straight on a backpack or in a in a meat ba- a meat bag, yep. whatever it, it is. But yeah, hanging in a tree, let yep. it air dry. That's, you know, three things straight off. Yeah. Other back leg, e- even easier because you've already started, you know, you've got rid of the other one that sits on it. Bang, bang, bang. All that's done and I think is a bare minimum if you're going to shoot animals, especially yep. deer, which is so good to eat, you can't be like, oh, no, I don't like the taste. It's full of shit. It's full yeah. of shit. I guarantee you it's full of shit. And even if you don't like the taste, give it to your neighbour. Yeah. You know, do the don't right thing. Don't be a lazy things. motherfucker either. And that's right. It's fucking such a shit poor excuse. And I've got mates that are yeah. big in the hunting industry will go, nah, and they're happy to eat turkey and fucking beef and all this shit, which, yeah, it's great. It tastes great too. But at the end of the day, it's you're going out there and killing something, you've got a responsibility that if you may, it, again, it's like a, you know, you don't hurt anyone by not taking it. Mm-hmm. Like half, no one sees you not take it. Yeah. But, and no one has to see you take it, but it's just like, why not? It's like, you know. Yeah. Um, I can't think of an analogy off the top of my head, but it's, mean, no. it's like, if you're going to do something to a certain point, 
why not finish the fucking thing? Yeah, the that's process. my biggest gripe in life. Period. Why not I hate just you don't take a shit and not wipe your ass. There you go. That's that's it's not even close. That's that's the quote of this podcast. But it really doesn't. And people, that's where like they're lazy or they think, no, I don't know how to do it. I'm prepare yourself. Watch a fucking YouTube tutorial. It's really like it actually twin elements on YouTube. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. really with you someone. But it actually really is annoying. And that's like a bit. I think, in my opinion, should be a bare minimum. If you're shooting animals, stags. Hinds, yep. does, whatever, like the name is, male, female of any sort of species mm-hmm. where you can do that, you may as well. Yeah. And if you're not getting into you your all direct that family. To just waste a perfectly good. Especially if you're like, especially it doesn't even, yeah. there's no argument. Cause it's like, especially if you eat meat, mm. why wouldn't you? Mm. Wouldn't you want to say to your like wife and kids or husband and kids, whatever, mm. Yeah, well, I know where this meat comes from. If you from. asked Guess around, what? I if, shot this the other week. I've done family. it all properly. It's yeah. hung. Save money on grocery bills. Go and do something special for mm. your partner, or whatever. Live more sustainably. Have an actual yep. knowledge of where this meat came from. One, it's healthier because you know exactly where it came yeah. from. Do it right. Freeze it. Do whatever you have to do. Butcher it. Process it. Do all these things that we're telling you. You can easily go and look from so many different resources. And you complete yeah. that circle, which is what I've sort of been saying. You know, like, yeah, going out in the bush and having an adventurous lifestyle, whether it be going out on your boat and fishing is great. But if you know how to catch a fish and you are going to kill it or whatever, know how to fill it and bleed it properly and do all these things. And then yeah. know how to put it in the right packaging to prolong its shelf life once it's in your freezer. Mm-hmm. And just all these little like, well, strings to your bow that you add in yeah. are just going to make you such a more rounded sort of... <laughs> I like that. That was good. String to the bow, that was yeah. good. Um, going to make you such a more rounded sort of person. And yeah. at the end of the day, for us, it's like less people can sort of like, it sounds weird because we are sort of molding to what society is like, yep. but we are a minority as hunters and fishers and all this sort of stuff where it's so easy to do. And again, even if you're not eating it yourself, I know hundreds of people that literally say, hey, mate, if you've got any backstraps, chuck them our way. Like you, someone yeah. that's outdoors all the time says, oh, if you've got any game meat, chuck it my way and we'll swap for fish. Like yeah. why not? In what world does yeah, that not it. make sense? That's just cool to do, period. Oh, I love sure. that fucking, I'm, I'm big on the whole It doesn't cost like, you any money. Like no more money. Shit, the only thing it costs you is a little bit of time yeah. and effort, which you're going to get the rewards for by cooking this thing that is just like mouth-watering. And honestly, mm. if you like... Again, take a bit of an invested interest in it. Learn about these cuts. Learn about what you like. It's going to be the best thing you've ever eaten. Yeah. And and that's like I'm passionate about it because I'm a student. Yep. My grocery bill is sweet fuck all because yeah. all I do is buy, you know, I do slow cooks every week mm-hmm. at, on a Sunday. It's been taken over by this podcast. <laughs> My bad. <laughs> but normally we'll do a slow cook and that is lunch for the week yeah. pretty much. And it's venison. I know exactly where it came from. I buy some veggies mm-hmm. and stuff. It's so easy. And then, you know, I'll have back traps for dinner. I'll have a cold trout, fill it yep. for dinner. I don't buy red meat anymore and it's cut my grocery bills in half. half. Yep. And it's health. Like there's no... I don't, the other, yeah, the other no, thing about venison too is like, it's super so lean. lean. So lean. Like in terms high of in the, protein. Yeah, like really high in protein. But it's like, if you're... You know, like if you're really even into your like fitness and gym and stuff like that, like it's you've got to learn how to cook it. Like it's really great in slow cooks and stuff mm. because, um, like you keep it moist and tender yeah. and stuff. Otherwise, you've got to pretty much like, f- like really cook it quickly in a pan. Yeah. Um, but it's in terms of like a, a low fat option, like it's there is no fat in it. Like it's ninety nine percent. But that's you know, where, so. like, going back to your original question with the actual what cuts are left behind is we. It's like really sad that. 
you know, it's accepted that, oh, if you take the back legs and back straps, you're a great person. You're the best. You take wild game meat, blah, blah, blah. Why stop there again? Like this circle's not complete. There's literally turn it over and take the front probably, legs. You're probably only taking, what, a third of the animal? Well, it's, it's, oh, it's not. Sorry about it's half. half. In, in terms of like all the meat that you yeah. potentially get. Like every Even scrap. half's not ideal. No, like, but you're well, leaving oh, but like, so many you goodies. Got, yeah. like, do you ever do, are you satisfied with half the job? Fuck no. Yeah, exactly. You know and it's I mean? like, like oh, yeah. the next you've got step a beautiful is taking, fillet there. I'd be, I'm just I'd be take, like you know, having mad anxiety and... walking away leaving half a big the pile next of meat thing there. Is, eh? The next thing is like you take the two front legs. Like, you know, and, and admittedly, you know, like if you show with a rifle and there's massive bruising and you've just completely yeah. destroyed a front leg, like I'm not saying, oh, take it because, you know, you're, you're a pig it's if just you don't. Know what like, you I'm can just take. saying like, you know, if it's not bruised, take it. Maybe try, you know, a slow cooking thing with mm. it or like a pull. Man, make pulled venison and slow cook it. Another thing that's like so easy, mm. put that in tacos. Fuck, I guarantee you'll love it. Another thing that's yep. like so easy to make. Like yep. zero time, minimal effort, feed your family. Right, so hit us with a quick recipe, ready, go. Oh, literally put it in the slow cooker with like beef stock. Sear it first? Yeah, you can if you don't want to. You I mean, to. you said the simplest recipe. Okay, go. Literally put one. it in the slow cooker with beef stock, leave it for like a couple of hours like four hours, right, until the meat's coming off mm. the bone. Then just get a, like, pull it out, shred it, mm. right, with a, and, fork. with a fork, and then just add, like, a smoky barbecue sauce to that. And then if you want to be really sciencey with it, go and just fresh, um, like, flash cook that in a bit of oil so, it, like, the barbecue sauce goes all gooey. Chuck that in tacos with some fucking coleslaw, mate. I'm big on tacos, man. Oh, oh so I'm like, that's yeah. what fucking tacos. Love I love, like, like traditional. Yeah, yeah I love that. everyone's like, you know... Yeah, everyone's um, oh trap bombs. Yeah. <laughs> I've heard about trap bombs. I have to talk about that. They are good. Everyone's yeah. sort of like obsessed with, oh, you know, you can't. You, venison's just you know a backstrap that's yeah. seared with salt and pepper or whatever. But it's like you can make tacos with it. We make so oh. many stir fries, so yeah. many things. Yeah, we like, like we've got a mincer and a sausage maker. So like I make my own sausages. Yeah, but like we just mince it. So like anything you can do with beef, yeah. mince, you can do with ven- like pork. You know, like if you want to make it more fatty, just chuck pork fat into it. Yeah, like which we get. Like we just shoot. Fat pigs and just cut, cut the pork the and yeah. put it into that. Like, yeah, yeah. That's what, and like I just use, now I even use pork fat to put into my own sausages. Yeah. Like, but you need like really fat pigs for that. Yeah. But um, yeah, like you know, or mix it 50-50 and then put that into your burgers or whatever. But yeah. like, I have to give a, you a recipe for, ta- for to make tortillas. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, fucking, I do like all that sort of shit. There's a shit, yeah. there's a show I watch on um, Netflix called. Taco Chronicles. Yeah, right. And, but it goes back to like, have, you, have I told Shout you? Shout out to Taco Chronicles. <laughs> <laughs> fucking, I wish they had sponsored this video. It's like an epic. It's only a few episodes in there, but it's like, um, I'm getting off track, but like Central American shit, like Mayans and stuff, like yeah. where tacos came from. But that Mexican cuisine, like people, Fuck, like it's, it's good, so any, like, you know, enchiladas, you know, tacos, like all that type mm. of nachos, like any, all those types mm. of the cuisines, like unreal. And then it's the same with like, and that's why mm. I think people just like, Look at it. People and just are too go, rigid. Back Everyone... legs go to dogs, and then you cook the backstraps up, and you have it as steak. And there's like, you know, a chill backstrap that feeds like you cook mm. up each backstrap that feeds a family for two nights of three hundred sixty-five. Well, you know, you get an extra 20, 30 kilos of meat from all the rest of it. Start doing yeah. those pulled. There's know, that much flavor, and it's it's there's that much that many that much stuff like rubs oh. and sauces and marinades and shit now oh. that's easily and readily available. To you, you could make a fucking dog turd taste pretty good. Yeah. Oh, I feel. Sure. That's and that's where like you've got this meat that is actually pretty phenomenal. Yeah. Like, like even if you lean. fucked it up, you could you could do something to it. Oh, to like, make and it. that's the thing. I guess with venison, like and like a lot of wild game, like it's no different to cooking with pork or mm. lamb or anything like that. Like so, the wild product that you're starting with is already fucking phenomenal. Yeah. Like it's not like you're starting with something shit and you're trying to like 
get it, as long as you know the processes and like the pros and cons and stuff, like, yep. you're going to end up with a, a great dish as long as you know how to, you know, treat it properly well or treat it right in the kitchen. Yeah. Yep. Now that fucking covers nearly all of that. Should we smash fish bombs real quick? Yeah, fish yeah do that. Do that. Um, I've got one question to round that out after you tell me about the trout bombs. Oh, trout bombs is ready. an easy invention. Like we, it, it got invented because we were spearfishing on a boat and had like an overnight trip. <laughs> we'll, we'll talk the, about that the founders. Trip too. <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk about that trip too. Yeah, sorry. Continue. Um, but yeah, essentially what we did was you just it, it works with any piece of fish and it's great for like um, le, like you know we did cold trout, but it's great for mm. poorer quality like less poor quality eating fish that people yep. regard as. Um, and essentially all you do is you're taking a fillet, you're wrapping in foil, you just do honey, soy, um, chili, ginger, garlic, um, shallots or spring onions mm-hmm. um, and then a little bit of ABC sauce as well if mm-hmm. you want. Um, fold that up and chuck it into like a barbecue or Weber or in your oven, right? And then you pull out this like, it's pretty much made its own sauce from mm. like the honey and the soy and the ABC sauce but you've got this like Asian inspired and infused fish that you can then just put with like, you know, we just had it yep. with instant rice and, and cooked up a bit of greens and stuff with it. So you've yeah. got this dish, which literally you're just making foil paper mache, yeah. you know, chucking it in there, chuck a couple of ingredients in there, put it in there, do almost nothing to mm-hmm. it and it comes out and it's so good. Like yeah. the, the depth of flavors that you get, like my mouth's watering right now. Yeah, like, I feel like tacos. You don't yeah. have to be, any, yeah, you don't yeah, have to be like, like um, an expert yeah. to put yeah. something in foil, put I'll a few you, things on it, put it in the oven. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I'll tell you what is good for trout as well yeah. is Butterfly trout. So get a trout, yeah. butterfly it. Yeah. It's pretty simple. Oh, maybe I'll maybe I'll yeah. show you how to do it and you can yeah, do an right. episode on it. Anyway, um, and then you can, I was guess, gonna say guess host. <laughs> guess host. Pin the tail, get the gurney. Because <laughs> yeah. trout, you know trout scales like yeah, the yeah. fuck. Get the gurney, gurney the scales off it. Yeah. Because it's fucked otherwise. That'll be the intro scene, you and your budgie smugglers. <laughs> <laughs> Foot on the tail, <laughs> on a on a cutting board on the grass, <laughs> yeah. gurney and the fucking scales off. Dry like pat it dry, salt on the top, yeah. uncovered in this uncovered. In the fridge overnight. Yeah. Next day, skin down first, straight over coals on a grill, and then it'll like gets like crackle. Yeah, sounds yeah. I'm, I'm like, I'm like, yeah. Oh, we're yeah. gonna get some So like, it, that seals it, and then it cooks through. Like I leave the rib cage in, so nothing falls over when you. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I just cut the backbone, separate the rib cage yeah. from the backbone. But it's then, not a clean fillet. Oh my god, how will we manage? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know. Yeah, and it's it's fucking amazing. And then like homemade chili jam. Beautiful. Or chili oil, yeah. Oh, yeah. I forget we, recipe of chili oil. So we got a chili oil fit, like because we had you, some snapper that we're gonna like. We had a few. Have you made it before? No. James wouldn't let me do it. He reckons it was too similar to a few other recipes we had, and I was and like, so, it's nothing. Like fucking it. chili oil, man, is epic. You know, like peanut, like peanut oil or coconut oil, depending on mm. what flavor preference is. Raging hot, while it's heating up in a wok. Yeah. yeah. Then you get um, bulk garlic, yeah. fresh garlic, not crust. Tin shit, yeah. chop it, hit like, like fucking ten cloves at least. No, like bulbs, yeah, like yeah. two or three bulbs Fuck of yeah, garlic. Now we're talking. That's what we're talking bulbs. Yeah. We're just like, so three bulbs. Yeah. <laughs> three, yeah. You never have too much garlic. Oh, never. Um, uh, a couple of pieces of star anise, a couple of bay leaves, a couple of like chilies. I like mixing like a couple of really hot chilies with like bigger chilies for flavour. Yeah. Into a bowl, raging hot oil straight on top. Don't do it straight in a glass jar. That, that explodes. <laughs> Don't do that. Um, yeah, walk straight in the hop. Um, the hot people who are listening at home who are literally going, oh, wait, pause. Yep. Yeah, got my uh, raging <laughs> yeah. hot oil in the glass, glass jar. Glass. Oh, shit. <laughs> yeah. yeah, blew up, kitchen covered, whole lot wasted. Yeah. Um, but yeah, hot oil straight in the bowl. 
and it just sort of like, and over time it gets hotter and hotter and it like um, emulsifies. No, is that the right word? Intensifies. No, like it, like it, it like sort of like everything. It like the, the, the oil starts to turn like a pale, like a red. Diffuses. Like, diffuses. Infuses. 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 That's the word. <laughs> Simplest fucking word. Infuses. Yeah. And it goes right, to like osmosis. A, <laughs> <laughs> We're all getting around. Yeah. It's a big word, like wheelbarrow and corrugated iron. Um, <laughs> um, fuck. Um, yeah. Anyway, off no, track. But sounds, we, we need to talk some cooking. Yeah. yeah. No. Definitely. Fucking oath. No. Um, we'll do a big cook up one day. Just do like twenty courses. Just like keep smashing yeah, our stuff. Just. Like, I've got a new recipe for you. I'll just someone. Someone standing on the tripod, just passing, and another person just passing batteries. Yeah. <laughs> and SD cards. Yeah. Have um, you had heart? Nah, I haven't. Not not deer heart. I've eaten. I've eaten like lamb and stuff oh, like right. that. Yeah. yeah, it'd be pretty similar. Yeah. I've eaten like yeah. tongue. I eat all that sort of stuff. Yeah. I don't. I don't always go and buy it. But if someone's got it, like yeah. I eat it. heart to full circle to go yeah. back to like that question: what people leave in the bush that they shouldn't. It's like probably please, one of the things that once you do it, you'll be wanting to take, take it out heart. more than backstrap. Yes. and it's like surprising to say that, but I feel like deer lamb's fry would be fucking amazing, yeah. and yeah. I make a mean lamb's fry too, yeah. just quietly. But the thing, the, so my issue with this, like the heart and tongue. <laughs> you know, we've been like, talking for an hour and a half about this shit. Oh, really? <laughs> it's fucking cool. Mate, we could do another six hours. Like, yeah, I, keep like, going. We love issue, it. That's the easy my thing. My yeah. issue yeah. with it is there's only one. Like, <laughs> like, there's only one tongue. Like, there's only one heart. And so, like, I have to go and, sh- like, if I want to introduce someone to it, I then have to share my, like, precious resource. Yeah. That I, like, with. Yeah. Oh. What about, um, have you tried? Sorry, you go. I was going to say, I had um, a fellow come out guiding and, you know, did took the cape, did the back straps, all that. And that's where, unfortunately, like the trophy preparation comes yeah. first because it's so hot and that's ultimately what they're sort of paying for. Yeah. And then, but no meat gets left behind. Same thing. He's like, oh, what are we doing? Do we start going to the car? I'm like, no, nah, I'm just going to whip out all the heart and the tenderloins and all that sort of stuff. So... He's like, why? Do you eat it? I'm like, yeah, absolutely. Anyway, he's like, I've never had it before. I'm like, don't worry. We'll have it fresh as soon as we get back to camp. Mm. And I had this beautiful tenderloin from this chittle stag cut up and marinated the exact same as the heart. Mm. I think from memory we had like Moroccan spice and I just thought, oh, we'll do some garlic, salt, pepper, Moroccan spice. And this heart basically just pan seared or fried, whatever, like real quick in a hot pan or skillet. And... No shit. The heart went so much. I didn't have any heart. The heart went before the tenderloin. Oh, mate, just touched. downed it. Yeah. Oh, yes. He absolutely loved that's it. That's awesome. I've man. never met someone that doesn't like heart, but like that's. I like, like it. But like I've never it, like again, when someone eats it, cooked. they're just like like I I remember like where I was, I, where like a big meat. You gonna duck out? Are you ducking out? No, no. Oh. Where the dog under your feet? No. And oh, we had a big meat cook up, and like I had. Um, heap of my vet friends come over yeah. and they just all just popped in. And um, yeah, there was a group of like four girls and I was literally like butchering this deer, like it was hanging like near my back door. I like where the story's going. And I um, <laughs> pulled in to my leopard cream and uh, walked in there with a the heart and I was like, ladies, I'm going to get a treat for you. Oh, dear. And um, anyway. Oh, dear. No, it was middle of winter in Victoria. Yeah. <laughs> Good one. No, it was middle of winter in Victoria. I was wearing about 14 layers and they couldn't see anything. Uh-huh. But um, yeah, cooked this heart up and I yeah. cooked the back strap up at the same time. And similar story, like these girls smashed the, the heart. heart. Like while I was cooking it, like I cooked the heart first, turned mm-hmm. around. By the time I'd cooked the back strap, which is like, you know, two minutes, two and a half yeah. minutes, the heart was did, gone. Did they like the D heart though? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on fire. <laughs> I'm on fire. No, yeah, that's, that's right. yeah. It's. Oh, I think it's. it's just... 
how it's perceived. Oh, and then for sure. It's pretty easy you to change people's minds if they open the taste. Like, weird looking organ. And it's mm. like, what the fuck? But that's that? like deer in general and wild game. It's like the Unknown. possibilities are like truly mm. endless. Like you can honestly, you know, there is no cut on a deer that's bad. Like the second you take the guts out and mm. that's like, you can have whatever offer you want that a, a cow has. And if you liken it to just a resource that you can then go and consume, it's, the whole animal is eatable. It just depends yeah. on how far you want to get immersed into sort of actually learning about it and taking a bit of pride yeah. in what you shoot and then harvesting it and yeah. sharing with your family ultimately and friends and whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, like similar up here, we had a rugby. This is when James was still at uni. I'd just come up and we um, had some venison in the um, fridge or freezer or whatever yep. and we made venison burgers and everyone's like, oh, this burgers are fucking unreal. Like how did you make this? And we're like, oh, well, firstly, it's venison and, you know, we just – you know, mix up a few things and made it from scratch. And that's yeah. 20 blokes on a footy team that mm-hmm. then go and eat it and go, holy shit, venison's actually pretty cool. Like, and I've yeah. got mates still asking when they're going to come and have that barbecue and stuff, the next one. Yeah. Like it's, that's yeah. what sort of, yeah, really sort of cements. It's rewarding we, too. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, for sure, yeah. yeah. What about, so to round this whole thing out, I've been wanting to ask this for ages. When you go and you, you, you do a camp or a hunt or whatever, um, essential like condiments that you take or like let's go cooking gear and condiments to eat on the go either wraps. one of you can answer wraps no, <laughs> just like where, where um, wraps are essential anywhere yeah, outside yeah. i think with any sort of like we're european so we have always like grown up smashing garlic and onion and stuff yeah. and i think that a lot of the time that just helps um, do you t- like but, how do, but how do you pack that's that? Not, I was going to say, that's not really a condiment. Um, that's oh, like I don't mean like, living. I mean it's in general. Like yeah. other so, ingredients that you add to yeah. a cut to when you're eating on the go. Yeah. Um, like if you're living in a backpack, you're obviously going pretty light and mm. you're sort of, we're more eating the heart, tenderloin, um, backstraps and then trying to pack it. And then as we're packing back out to civilization, this is more like New Zealand or in Arnhem Land or whatever mm-hmm. for Buffalo. You're eating those <laughs> cuts of meat that are probably best fresh and then Every night you've, you're carrying the back legs and what other meat out, you're hanging them up again and then as you sort of get closer to the car, yeah. you're eating the cuts of meat that aren't as yeah. cr- like you, that need to be eaten mm-hmm. um, and they're easier and they're smaller and you can sort of take the heart and you're not dismantling a whole back yep. leg. But in general, like there's so much you can do with just salt, pepper. Yeah, um, yeah. Salt, salt, pepper and a good skillet really numbing, like, yeah. or like a good rack to cook on but – um, the other thing that's really good for like, which in my opinion is like, like a good skillet to cook on the fire is essential because you get that like, mm. it holds the heat really well. So you need that for that like quick fry yeah. like or quick cook if you, and then oftentimes like it's just salt and pepper. Like if you're doing it simple. Inversely. Time, time's really good. Like the yeah, actual herb. Inversely. Oh, yeah. like, <laughs> rosemary. Time, time, time. <laughs> inversely. Like rosemary. Though, like, well, I was going to say a camp oven. Yeah. Like having, having a camp oven that you can like, and it's so good for. Sure, like, not carrying when, that. Yeah. yeah, that's like these. Are, like I'm thinking, yeah. like yeah, I know what you mean. You, know, you go car, back to camp, like camping yeah. out of a car or something. Yeah, backpack hunting is very much just like you know. Half the time, you know, like you might have like a garlic, a stick, in, yeah, <laughs> yeah, stick, and you put stick, it over the fire, a stick, a literally, bit of backstrap, like, and like cut thin. If you've over got like garlic infused salt or something, it's like yeah. holy shit, this is the best. And you haven't like generally you haven't eaten for like properly for five days or something since you got in there. So yeah. like anything's good. You're just literally like Aiden said, stick on the fire, like, and that will be mm. the best thing you've eaten for five days. Um, if you're in a camp, yeah, like a good skillet, just salt and pepper. Like um, we actually use a lot of like Moroccan spice because mm-hmm. like we just find that it's really nice, um, but not like overpowering as well. Yep. Um, so that's really good for those like quick cut sort of steak heart, like 
you know, yep. ribeye, those type of cuts and like some of the gluteal muscle, you know, like top side and stuff like in the back legs. Um, really good camp fare. The other thing, like what we're saying is, yeah, that, that slow cooker um, in the camp oven, which is fantastic yep. if you're hunting or whether you're hiking or whether you're skiing or anything like that. Like if you've got something, you know, chuck it in the camp oven, you almost can't do it wrong. Like yep. plenty of fluids in there, um, you know, chuck some mushrooms, carrot, celery, that type of stuff in there, like do it like a, a casserole. If you've got some red wine that your missus half drank the night before, chuck that in there. Or your husband. Slow cooks are great. Um, <laughs> either one. Um, but yeah, chuck it in there, chuck it on the ground. You know, you come back after a busy day yeah. doing whatever the fuck you're doing and you pull it up and you've got this unreal tasting pull, you know, meat off the bone, mm-hmm. um, whether, it, whether it is wild game or whether it's just beef, yeah. you know, um, with dinner that's ready and you've done, honestly, fuck all. Yeah. Like, you know, you've just cut it all, like, cut everything up into sections, put some fluids with it and left it on the ground and let time do yeah. your work. And um, what, kind of, what time? Oh, probably four hours. Time and time. <laughs> that six 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 six, six, six strings of yeah of time and and also give it about four hours. Five yeah, right. hours. <laughs> but that's where like you also don't want your cooking to necessarily be this like laborious consuming yeah. time consuming thing. So if you can continue, you know, fishing on the beach. Simple food made well is a big thing oh, in and my that's book. Where, like, a slow cook is awesome. Mm, or yeah. just like a really quick sort of um, seared backstrap yeah. or heart or yeah. tenderloin or or you put the ribs in like a boiling pot of water and you're just watching it while you're fishing <laughs> on the bank or whatever. Yeah. You're skiing or you're hunting or whatever. Like you yeah. can just so much of this is like you're trying to have real good wholesome meals yeah. without, you know, going above and beyond and mm-hmm. making it like this difficult process. Yeah. Um, and then being able to share that with like the people you're with and sit by a fire, it's like there's nothing beats it. Yeah. Like it's, yep. you don't need a table, you don't need chairs. Cups, that makes fancy it taste cutlery. good. Eh? Oh, for if sure. Can, I love yeah. having like, that, like going, I message on a, like a Saturday afternoon. I'm going, hey, Sunday Arvo roasts on it mine. Yeah. Rotisserie goes on it like. I get up at like yeah, early, <laughs> like early. Get the coals like really cranking. Yeah, I prep the meat the night before and love yeah, it. Yeah, for eh? sure, absolutely love it. Yeah, honey yeah. soy is another really good like for those simple dishes. Like mm. you just want to marinate and something that you can like do before. Like it just it just works so yeah. well. Um, or garlic and like a teriyaki sauce. Yeah. If you yeah. like bulk garlic, something, period. Yeah. Just oh, garlic. Just, yeah. <laughs> if you don't like garlic, we don't. We're not. Yeah, we just, you can't listen to this podcast if you don't like yeah. garlic. <laughs> Inspired by garlic. <laughs> Well, we might round that one out. We'll either call it quits or we'll have another break and we'll go round three. Easy. <laughs> Thanks for listening. I'm on Yeah. <laughs>